what's up with you? And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to recap this uh, very different, interesting week of wrestling. Uh, Raw, SmackDown. Yeah, Raw, Raw, SmackDown. I mean, all of it, uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of a rundown. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, everything was done a little bit differently. No fans in the arenas, but the wrestlers still went out there and put on a show the best they could with what they had. So it was a little bit different, just watching with no fans, just like, you know, not not the same like vibe and energy we usually get. Yeah. But they they still wanted to entertain, and I do applaud them for that. And even before we get into talking about wrestling, real quick, I just do want to say that uh, to everybody out there who's who's dealing with you know COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, man, just like stay up. Um, you know, it's a tough time. It's a scary time. You know, everybody you say that word though, the coronavirus. Yeah, it's, it's it's just what it is. Emotions don't want to say that, so don't say it here. Hey, man, I'm I, I'm gonna say it because this is real life, you know. I know, thank <laughs> you, man. It's just real, yeah. and and just you know, to just everybody dealing with it, man. Like it's again, it's a tough time, and um, you know, we we just need to do what we can to band together, you know, and and um, you know, fight this thing together. And the best thing we can do, I mean, if you're 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 staying at home, you know, and and kind of practicing. And uh, what, what's what's the term for now? Social, social distancing. Social distancing. That's it. Six feet away. Um, please do so. You know, it is serious. Don't be like the spring breakers that I keep hearing about that are just acting like they can't catch. You know, they can't catch it and they're immune to it. They don't care. Like, no, nah, that's that's idiocy. Well, I'm young. Like, I can't catch it. Uh, nah, you can. You can and you exactly. can spread it. So, exactly. you know, my name is show the symptoms and you can still pass it on. Absolutely. So it's better to be smart and be safe than be stupid and not care and then be the reason why this thing gets worse. So let's let's all come together and do what we can so that we can get through it and hopefully, you know, fight this thing and beat this thing together. So I just want to throw that out there first. And yeah, let's 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 start talking uh, some wrestling and be a part of that entertainment that can kind of get people through through this thing. Right. So let's right. let's look at the outlet. I thank you for pressing play on our podcast on the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. We're here to entertain you, give you some great information here. Absolutely, man. So let's get right into it. So uh, let's start off with some news first before we get into Raw and SmackDown in particular, because this recording will be focused on Raw, SmackDown and the news uh, dealing with WrestleMania and the changes that they're doing with WrestleMania and in general with with the shows. So First, let's start off with the WrestleMania news. So why don't you kick that off, Devin? What 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 happened? And I want you to kick it off because this is something you were actually calling for uh, this time last year. You know what I'm saying? That they <laughs> oh, you do it. it up now. Hey, man, we let's just go right into it. You know, because it's true. You brought it up as a, as an idea, and you know, it was an interesting idea. And I thought it would be something that you know I didn't know that I would see it. I didn't know that they would actually do it. But here we are. So why don't you talk about it? So what Hafiz, my great 
co-host and friend is alluding to is what I was discussing last year about WrestleMania because it seemed like every year it was getting longer. Like they would just add an additional 30 minutes to an hour to the show became uh, a five or six or seven hour show. Now it just became long. Like I think what last year WrestleMania, I ended up watching it in two parts. I watched Sunday and then I finished it the following, the following day on Monday morning. So what, you know, what, WWE is going to do now since this whole coronavirus is impacting our lives and the show still must go on for WWE. They're still going to do WrestleMania, but they're going to have it at the performance center, but they're going to split it up for on two days. So they're going to have it on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I don't know the time format. They didn't break that down yet. So, but right now that is the format to have it in two days. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's smart. You know, I think it's cool. I think it's a way to kind of make it a little bit different. I mean, it's already going to be different because it it's it's going to be at the performance center. It's not going to be at some like huge arena, you know, no or stadium. Fans. No fans. Like that's it's just weird, you know. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's kind of cool that we'll still get an experience of some sort, and they're going to go out there and, and try to give us a great show. So I am looking forward to seeing what this is like. Um, you know, I think that the two days thing, the one one other positive that I'm seeing in this is that, um, you know, we could get two. Well, we will get two main events, uh, truly two main events. Like a lot of times they'll say, oh, you know, there's the, the there's a, a multiple main events, you know, and there's these three matches. Nope, the last match of the night is typically the main event. So that's that's truly what's usually known as the main event. But in this scenario, you technically do make a case. You can make a case for two main events because on Saturday. Whatever that last match is, is the main event. What makes sense. Right. Yeah. And on Sunday, that match will be the main event. So that's that that presents an interesting opportunity for them to to give two different matchups a really nice spotlight. Um, yeah, so I like it, that a lot. And it looks like they're going to have, and I have the matches for the format. So for Saturday, what they have set up for is Drew McIntyre against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Then followed by Charlotte Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. You got Undertaker versus AJ Styles and Kevin Owens going against Seth Rollins. And then for Sunday, I guess they're going to save the big match. You know, Roman Reigns going against the Universal Champion Bill Goldberg. And then Shayna Baszler against Becky Lynch. There we go. For the Raw Women's Championship, which I think that should be the main event, really. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) As you're saying, oh, we got to talk about that. (laughs) And then John Cena versus The Fiend Bray White. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just those. Those three matches is what they have for Sunday? So yeah, man, just a total of a total of seven. So four for Saturday, three for Sunday. That can possibly change. Maybe they'll throw another match throw in there for Sunday. Match. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, with the whole pre kickoff, you know, and whatnot. Yeah, no, that that's just the beginning. I'm sure there'll probably be a couple more. I mean, we don't have anything with Daniel Bryan there. Um, you said Seth Rollins against Kevin Owens, though, right? That was on that's the, right. Saturday. That, that's done. Okay. Yeah, Saturday. Okay. Except for Saturday. Yeah, I could see some some more some more things going on there, but um, I think it's interesting. So, and then main event wise, I, I think we're probably on the same page with this one in terms of what we think should be the main event. Um, you know, Becky and Shayna Baszler on that Sunday. You know that oh that that should be the main event just because Goldberg 
you know, no one really cares about Goldberg and him versus Roman Spear versus Spear just seems so hokey that, you know, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and then on hokey. Yeah, it it just does. It just does. And then Saturday, um, Drew McIntyre, you know, going against Brock Lesnar. I mean, that that seems pretty clear that that would be the main event. I mean, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Hey, that that's awesome. But yeah, I feel like Drew getting that belt potentially that that feels like the main event of that Saturday. It's weird that it would be that way, though. I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like it should be flipped that on Sunday it should be Drew, Drew and Brock. I know. I was just about to say that, man. Put Goldberg and Roman Reigns on Saturday. On Saturday, get yeah. Away. Seriously. <laughs> Let's just get that done. Right. Save the best for last. Yeah. Best stories. Oh, you know what? I'm, we're, we, you know what? I just realized what we're missing. What's up? I didn't even go off. I can't believe I missed that. But it doesn't even mention it here. It's the Edge and Randy Orton. Oh, yes. That's not on there? Yeah. Well, that should be for Sunday, though. Oh, okay. I would yeah, think for Sunday, sense. if I'm reading three matches, yeah, that got to be for Sunday. If you're going to do a total of eight, four, and four. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I would I would even take – I'd take that match as the main event over Brock – or not Brock, over um, Goldberg uh, any day. Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Yeah, please. Yeah, that would just – that would make more sense. That would that, – that's the story. That's really the best story go in of all the stories at this mania. Really, you know, is that matchup? So, yeah. let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Have you heard any complaints out there in the social in the social verse? You know, there are disagreements with WrestleMania is still going, but it's going to be at the Performance Center now. Disagreements about that? No, yeah, I, I that they should just wait until maybe June or July. For I'm, I'm seeing rumors of possibly just save it for June or July and just have WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. Hmm. I haven't. Um, that's interesting because I, I am a little bit torn on how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. There's multiple reasons why I'm torn. I mean, one is like, okay, you know, we're we're just keep going forward with this now, and there's you know, there's everything going on. You know, maybe it would just make sense to just wait, just to hold off until things die down a little bit. Um, and also, too, for the wrestlers, like this is a moment that they've been working towards, and you know, every every kid that wants to be a wrestler dreams of being at WrestleMania. And having that big moment and like specifically Drew McIntyre comes to mind, like him winning that title and there being no fans, crowd, no crowd, no pyro, you know, that emotion that's usually there for it to not happen like that, you know, and be at the performance center instead. It's it's it kind of sucks, you know, honestly, you know, that it's going to feel weird, like if he wins and then I. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Am I going to be excited or am I going to say like, yeah, but it sucks, man. I wish yeah. it was out there to just to amp up the, yeah. the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That part of it sucks for sure. And yeah, I mean, you know, if they waited and it was possible potentially for, you know, them to do, do WrestleMania in July, you know, and have a full crowd there and really have the moment, I think that could be cool. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I think it's, it's I don't blame them necessarily for continuing on and trying to give us something, because if we don't do WrestleMania, then does that mean we do nothing? And, you know, it's like we, I think we need, you know, entertainment at this time to just kind of like 
you know, need that escape. Yeah, I think it's important right now just for morale, just so that, you know, people just aren't, you know, just just in this like negative space where everything just seems so hopeless. You know, like that's that's what wrestling is for a lot of us is just an escape, you know, something for us to just have fun with and just take our minds off of, you know, some of the just awful things that are happening, you know, that are going on in the world right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, that's why I am still, you know, finding a way to be excited about it and and looking forward to it is because, you know, it's, it's just a a really nice escape right now that I think will be really beneficial for, for all of us fans. Yeah, man. Cause I kind of see it. I kind of see it from the fans point of view and from the business side point of view as well. Like from the business side, you know, understand the show must go on. And then I can understand this, and I can see the, see the reasons why you don't want to postpone it to June, June or July because we're in this, you know, with this whole COVID nineteen coronavirus. We don't know when this shit is going to end. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's no end date. There's no time frame. The government said like, all right, everything should be good by May, and then you know Vince could put a plan together for June or July for a WrestleMania. He can't do that. Like it can go longer. It can go to August. It can go to damn near October. So. I say keep WrestleMania, uh, keep it going. And then I can see it from the fans' point of view of, of the reasons why. Like, okay, you kind of gave us like a sneak preview of how WrestleMania could be done if you if no fans were there, and it looked kind of scary. You know, with the shows that you gave with SmackDown, which was not too bad, but it really showed on Raw, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll get into that too yeah. a little bit here. Just uh, you know, our our reactions to SmackDown and Raw because yeah, it was it was tough. Um, you know, there was there was some mixed feelings on on seeing Raw and SmackDown the way it was. But um, yeah, you know, I, I I am looking forward to WrestleMania. Um, I think before all of this had happened, you know, I had mixed feelings on WrestleMania already, just given like some of the build for some of the matches and with Goldberg winning, it kind of like just left a bad taste in my mouth, you know, with what they did to Bray Wyatt, um, you know, but in light of what's happening now, I'm kind of actually looking forward to it a little bit more because, you know, so many things are 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 canceled right now, right? Like you got the NBA season is done and, you know, pretty much all sports are done. UFC is done. You know, everyone has just canceled everything. And wrestling is one of those few things that's still, you know, going on. So I'm like, man, like this is this is the, the for me as a with the things that I love, this is the this is it. You know, like this is one of the last things that's still besides like TV shows and, you know, anime and things like that. You know, this is the one thing that that, you know, is is really I'm a huge fan of that just happens to be going on still. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm I am looking forward to it. And we'll see. Hopefully they get creative with, you know, the presentation and, and make it look and feel exciting in its own unique way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll definitely step it up in the production level. I'm never worried about WWE for, from a production standpoint. They usually yeah. go, you know, all out on their big, you know, four shows. So that is, you know, not a worry at all. So, you know, I, I just hopefully we, we have a good show. Also, I forgot to mention, too, there is some rumors about how they might uh, do some matches outside of perform out of the performance center mm-hmm. for some more some of the gimmick matches. So maybe for the Fiend and John Cena or Randy Orton and uh, Edge. Okay, 
Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, well, let's 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 get into the shows and talk a little bit about that and what we saw. So SmackDown, I didn't finish all of SmackDown. I saw Raw, but SmackDown, I saw the first matchup, and it was tough. It was tough. It was tough to to watch it after that. I'll I'll, I'll be real. And a couple um, of boo boos in there too, man. Productive yeah. boo boos. Oh yeah, yeah. I did, and I, that I didn't even see live. I heard about that after. Oh, you didn't? No, oh, no. I saw yeah. it. I, I was yeah. watching. I actually it was one of the one of the few times that I was able to watch wrestling live. So I was able to watch SmackDown live. I'm like, hold on, why? you know. But I'll let you go in and break it down, and then we can talk more about that. About yeah, well, well. So, so Bailey, Sasha, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. That was that was the first match, a tag match, and you know they started the show out. It was uh, Triple H just kind of giving um, a little bit of a, an opening uh, to 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 everybody, just letting people know like, hey, this is a this is we got a lot going on in the world right now, and this is going to be a little bit different. Um, kind of presentation we're going to do, but we, you know, please allow us to entertain you the best way that we all know how. And, um, you know, that's, that was basically just a declaration to the fans. Like, Hey, we're going to, we're here to entertain you. So, you know, where the show is going to go on and yeah, then you had Bailey and Sasha make their entrance. Um, and it was just awkward because they were still acting like they were fans there. And they were like posing to the fans and like, you know, looking into the crowd, but there's no crowd. And I, I kind of give them a little bit of a of a pass on this because this is such a unique thing. You know, they've they've probably always used to reacting to the crowd. And so, you know, it's just natural to them to want to do that. And they happen to be the first ones on television that are having to go out there and and deal with this. So they don't have the the uh, luxury to see someone else do this and go through this and see how awkward it would look and say, OK, let's make an adjustment. And, and because I feel like after after them, a lot of other you know performers that I saw were making it a, a, a point to just look at the hard cam and, you know, look at, uh, you know, maybe the announcers that are there or the people that it were actually there, you know, just focusing in on on actual things versus empty seats you know so I, that's where I, I do want to kind of be a little bit sensitive to their situation because it was unique uh, but having said all that it was still awkward to watch as a fan um you know i'm watching and i'm like ah, this just this is taking me out of it like i just couldn't i couldn't get into what i was watching it just felt so just awkward you know i think it was the the aesthetic view of it like just seeing the empty seats that was another thing that was just like camera choices you know i was like man that just sucked they couldn't black that out and just put a you know just have like somewhat of a big ass spotlight on the ring so you don't even have to see you know the the empty chairs yeah yeah, the so just to set it up if for anyone that didn't see it, basically the camera is where it usually is, you know, and it's facing the opposite end of the the arena with with the where the crowd would typically be, you know, holding up their signs and cheering and going nuts like they typically would, but instead it's empty seats. And so you're just seeing rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of empty seats. And, you know, every camera angle they cut to as well, you just saw all of these empty seats. Nothing was blacked out like Devin just said. Um, 
And so it just kind of reinforced the fact that nobody was there and yet this is going on. And, you know, and then again, to make it more awkward, it's like Sasha and Bailey were both actually looking at those empty seats and, and, and like posing as if people were there. And it's just like, <laughs> what? Right. What are you doing? Like, they raise it up. Keep it going. You yeah. have pose now. Like, who do you who do you posing for? If you're gonna pose, pose in front of the face the hard camera and pose face right the in camera. Front of yeah, yeah. And so they did interact with Triple H, you know, and they they were talking to him some, um, and Michael Cole as well. You know, they were talking to them, but you know, it just yeah, I don't know. It just felt awkward. And then you had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross come out, and they they you know were more focused on Sasha and Bailey since they were you know their their rivals right now. Um, but I don't know. It was just awkward. It was just awkward. And then watching the match too, I just was so taken out of it by what I was seeing, and and again just feeling a little bit depressed by just seeing no no fans there. I at that point I was just like, you know what, I'm checked out. I'm just gonna do something else. So I, I did. I just. I stopped at that point, and and that was it for me with SmackDown. I just didn't. I, I had no desire to want to go back to seeing more of that because of how it just how awkward it felt. It was just like ah, I don't know. I don't know if I could. Like I think eventually I will go back and want to see that, especially as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania, just to see if there's any more story notes that I miss from anything there. We'll talk. I mean, you you fin- you saw the whole thing, so I'll be leaning on you to kind of. Give me, give us all, you know, a little bit more of a rundown of what you thought. But, um, you know, overall, it was just tough. It was tough on uh, right then and there, you know, just to see it. It was actually one, you know, when they took a commercial break and when they came back, it was actually the wrestlers were breaking. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, and I guess they didn't get the memo like, hey, the you know they're back on live. You see Alexa in the corner with Nikki, and they're just conversating. Same thing with with Sasha and Bailey. I'm like, wow. So I guess they didn't wrestle, uh, you know, during the break. They just took a break, actually. So well, yeah. So f- <laughs> for for a little bit more uh, context too, I guess there's a there was a thing on the WWE Network where you could do like while the show was going on live, you could watch what was happening during the commercial breaks on the WWE network. Apparently I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that either. So when they went to commercial break during this tag match, Bailey, Sasha, Alexa bliss, and Nikki cross, um, they stopped, they stopped wrestling. But if you went to the network, you actually saw them just kind of standing around. And then, you know, when they, when TV time came back, then they were like, Oh, you know, the cameras are back on. Let's let's continue on, yep. you know. So it was really awkward, especially. So from your perspective, it sounds like you were just watching it on Fox and you saw I was them standing around. So you caught the tail end of it. Yeah, I caught them. the tail end of it. it. At least had to be at least I want to say no more than ten seconds. That I was just saw him just you know lollygagging basically. Okay, and I didn't see any of this because I, I, I'd already stopped watching it. But from what I was told from other people that I, that you know from had seen things on social media or that were watching it, they said, "Yeah, there was actually footage that you could see of them just kind of standing around." And then you know, then they realized, "Hey, the cameras are rolling," and so they just decided, "Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's go." You know, oh shoot, we messed up. You know, let's just keep going. And I'm like, "Wow, you know that that's a." That's just a terrible look. It's a terrible it, look overall. It's a terrible look. It doesn't make you forget what's going around the world. I came to look at the show, so maybe you guys can give me a distraction. 
they didn't give me a distraction. They just basically reinforced to let me know what's going around, what's going in, you know, in the world right now. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was tough. But, you know, like I said, I feel like from then on, in terms of, you know, how to deal with the situation, again, no no fans and, you know, just, um, you know, and paying more attention to the just the camera and then your opponent. Like, I think that it got gradually better from what I saw, um, at least from that perspective. Now, there were still some awkward things that, that went on, and we'll get into that a little bit, too. But um, overall, that I think was the worst of it when it came to just the pure awkwardness of like, you know, looking at a at an audience that's not there and then not doing anything during the commercial break like that. That right there was was, I think, the worst of that uh, specifically. But let me just run down the rest of the card and, and talk about what happened. So we had um, Roman Reigns. Uh, it says here and I'm going off of off of uh, WWE.com's kind of rundown here. It said Roman Reigns spoke candidly on Universal Champion Goldberg ahead of WrestleMania. I feel like I missed nothing there. I can imagine what Roman Reigns probably said. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's not really anything that's probably all that captivating usually. Yeah, when- a lot, a lot of dog. Goldberg's, Goldberg's a part-timer. It's my time now. Okay. Yeah. That's it. It's, it sounds really. like exactly what he said to Brock Lesnar. Yep. So <laughs> it's just a rehash of that entire storyline, except Goldberg's not a heel. Cool. All right. <laughs> just whatever, man. I mean, that's just... It, it's I am not excited about this this matchup whatsoever. They just I don't know. They got to do something if and and I don't know what they could do. I have no ideas for this one. Um, Daniel Bryan uh, had a match with Cesaro and he won that matchup. We had the return, which kind of sucks too that this is how that return happens, but it is what it is. The return of Jeff Hardy versus and he went against King Corbin and beat said King Corbin in the matchup. So nice. And then we had Bray Wyatt. Um, and John Cena have a little bit of a, a thing at the end there in the, in the main yeah, event. Yeah. So you haven't seen the whole thing. Like, give us some of your thoughts on on overall the rest of the the things that happened after the women's tag team matchup. So I, I actually enjoyed the Daniel Bryan Cesaro match. It was a very good match. He actually came out. What's funny was he he did take notice that there was no crowd. So you know how Daniel Bryan comes out to his entrance, you know, he's doing yes. <laughs> with the yes. <laughs> so he starts gesturing and yes, and he looks around. And he just he said, "Okay, I just put him down. Doesn't matter. There's no one's here." And then you see Drew Gulak. He actually came out supporting him. He's trying to amp him up. Just keep on going. Yes, yes, it's okay, man. It doesn't matter. Just keep on going. Yes, yes. And Drew and uh, Daniel Bryan just looking at Drew, man, like he's gesturing, pointing it to the crowd. Were no crowd. He's pointing to the empty chairs. Like, what's like? What's the point? What for? <laughs> so, uh, I got a kick out of that. But uh, I enjoyed the match at all. With you know, Daniel Bryan is ours. You can't go wrong with that. It's two yeah. technicians. Yeah. And uh, I got to get that shirt from Cesaro that, that says "Wrestling Purists." Mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's something I can get behind. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that match I do want to go back and see. Um, I like what's happening with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulag. I feel like they're they're bound to be a tag team. It's, it's they're they're building it. You can feel it coming. Um, you know, so that that'll be interesting to see. But um, yeah, and then then the hearing Cesaro went against Daniel Bryan. I'm like, ah, yeah, that would have been a good match to see. Just to you know, the the technical skill of both guys. It's just a great matchup. So I do want to see that match. Um, Jeff Hardy and King Corbin. Talk about that. I thought this was a good 
Well, I'm not going to say good. I thought this. Well, I'll say this. I thought this was a good surprise seeing Jeff Hardy come back, but I thought it was a waste going against anybody else, King Corbin. Mm-hmm. Like he could have went went anybody else. Just I don't know. Go against what's that dude, Rick uh, Riddick Moss. Oh my god! <laughs> with, with him, <laughs> you just put the spotlight on on Jeff. You know, I, yeah. And then they didn't really have have good chemistry between Jeff Hardy and uh, King Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, they was kind of just off with their wrestling, you can tell. So I didn't really enjoy the match. Uh, but I enjoyed the end when they had the face-off between Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Okay. Yeah, so when John Cena came out and basically he just said, you know, he didn't, like, he, he's tired of Bray Wyatt thinking he is the... You know, t- he's just tired of Bray Wyatt just blaming him to, you know, basically he, he buried it, buried uh, The Fiend, what, six years ago at WrestleMania. And he said, I'm, I'm not responsible that for The Fiend. And he said, it's, it's he said, basically he said, it's your fault. You know, you're over, over talented or like a no hack or something like that. And that's when Bray Wyatt came out. He actually didn't come out. He was actually... I guess yeah, Mr. Sitting, Rogers version. Yeah, Mr. Rogers Bray, version came out, and he he was actually sitting down watching John Cena give this promo, and then you just hear some laughing, and then you see the camera kind of pan over to the fiend. Then he pops out, you know, gives his promo to John Cena, and saying like, you know, when it comes to WrestleMania, it's it's going to be a slaughter basically. So that's what he's saying for John Cena. For their WrestleMania match, I'm still not really get into it, not yet, but we'll see. I was I was just about to ask you, like, do you, when you say that, when you said he's a, it was going to be a slaughter, do you believe him, or do you just think, eh? Exactly, eh. That's what I feel so burnt, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now you about to go against uh, was a 16 time champ, John Cena. Uh, yeah, I, he has to win. He has to win, though. The, the Bray Wyatt has oh, to yeah, win. He's going to win, but I don't, it's not going to be a slaughter, though. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we'll... I, I don't I don't think it'll be a slaughter, either. I mean, I would be surprised if they just had him squash Cena. I mean, that would be... What, what? It wasn't last WrestleMania that he was squashed by Undertaker. It was the year before that, right? Because last year, he was Dr. Thugonomics John Cena. And he had that... Uh, it was Elias that I think he had the the segment with at WrestleMania. But the year yeah, before yeah. that, he was a fan. He was at a ticket, yep. and then it was Undertaker at the end, and he the choke slam. Yep. Right. So I, I doubt that his you know this matchup will be anything like that, where he just gets destroyed by by the Fiend. That just wouldn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't feel like all that excited about it. I thought it was kind of. Uh, corny seeing the fiend pointing to the WrestleMania sign and looking, you know, basically looking like a regular dude, you know, there with Cena and then Cena tipping his hat and, you know, just basically that whole interaction was weird. Um, I guess the, the intensity though, was there that intensity for you where, you know, when they were in the ring together, it just, you kind of felt a little bit. Uh, well, like, yeah, okay, it, this it, could be it, something. It, it, or... Between the two, that I give them between John Cena and the Fiend because they actually have a story, they actually have a past. So you can feel the intensity for from John Cena when 
you know, when the fiend Bray Wyatt, or I just say this Mr. Rogers personality, when he was letting him know, getting on him on John Cena's insecurities, referencing about his his past. Uh, you could see John Cena the intensity on his face, you know, kind of getting squinched up, flinching a little bit, getting a little bit of red. So you saw that. So, you know, you, that that was cool. Do you think this helps the fiend at all? Like, do you think that this, like, if he wins, that this will do anything to kind of like help rebuild his his uh, status as being a, just an overall badass and a potential player going forward in, in WWE? Possibly. It all depends how this match plays out. If he if he really destroys John Cena when he says he's going to slaughter him and he does, then hell yeah, he's back, right back where he he used to be before. I believe. Goldberg took him out out of the equation, but if it's not going to be anything like that, then it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, he he needs this win. He needs to look really good in this win. Um, I think John Cena is a great person to help him look look really good in this, and for it to be a WrestleMania matchup, you know, it's again, it is a little bit different in the, in the overall field, but I think it does have that potential. Um, it's just it, it could also go really wrong for Bray Wyatt if if this doesn't you know work then this could be it you know what i'm saying like this could be like uh you know vince could look at this and say all right this is just a sign that shows that he you know he doesn't have it after all and you know back to the drawing board or you know maybe time to seek employment elsewhere you know which would be crazy you know to, to even think of like from where the fiend was at at SummerSlam to you know, me even saying something like that, like maybe he he's just not going to be, you know, it, it just didn't work. And he it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a successful run for him at all at the by the end of it. I mean, that's just crazy. That's just crazy that that's even come out of my mouth. But, I know. you know, I, think I, don't, it's possible. I don't know if he'll get that far just, you know, because of, I guess, the merch sales that he produced for WWE, the Fiend merch sales and Bray Wyatt Funhouse and all that good stuff. So I don't know if it goes that far, but. I'm not going to say it's going down. Well, I'm saying, like, if, if the fiend, if, if the match sucks, you know, and, you know, win or lose, if the match sucks, like, I mean, the merch sales will go down because who wants to wear the merch of someone who they think just sucks? You know, like, if I, I, I just, I feel like this match, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the match has to, has to be good. They just have to, you know, go out there and, and put out a hell of a performance that just really makes the fiend look like, okay, he's, he's a player again, you know? And it, it, with Cena, I think Cena's a perfect, perfect person because he got, has that credibility. You know, he's, he's got the charisma. He's got that energy to bring the passion and get the, well, I was going to say get the fans involved overall, but like just get people interested you know, because of who he is. Um, so, do, so do you expect John Cena to get squashed or dominated? No, not by- I don't think I think I think it'll be a somewhat close matchup, you know, and I think Fe- uh, Cena will help self and, and make the fiend look good. Um, but I don't I don't think it'll, it'll be a squash and I don't think it needs to be a squash. I just think that Cena, you know, needs to. Be that baby face, you know, which, you know, surprisingly enough, he's 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 a baby face. And in, in, in most people's eyes now, I think that, you know, in this matchup, he'd be going in as a person that you kind of somewhat are rooting for in a in a sentimental way. Um, and to see the fiend beat him, I think it'll it'll be there's like kind of an emotional reaction to seeing Cena lose to this character. Um, and the fiend can really look like a monster, but without 
squashing or destroying Cena, but literally like just going out there and, and like going up against the best version of John Cena and beating him um, clean. Um, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough because I think there's, it's a very fine line. Like, you know, I don't I don't see him destroying him, but at the same time, he has to look like a monster. So it's like it's right in between. And it's it, it'll be tough. It'll be tough for them, I think, overall. But Cena's the guy to make him look good and to make it work. That's true, because he definitely has the, the star power to do that and basically give his blessing. He can tell a good story and say, all right, man, this is the guy we've been looking for the guy. This is the guy right here. Yeah. So let's move over to Raw um, and talk about this a little bit. So um, Raw started off with Edge uh, coming out to the ring and, uh, you know, setting out the challenge for Randy for for WrestleMania. And By the way, he drove 17 hours to deliver that promo. Wait, what's the story behind that? So he drove 17 hours because I guess he couldn't find a flight or anything like that. Uh, So uh, that's what Beth had put it on her twitter page that wow. yeah edge he drove 17 hours to florida so you can deliver that promo hey man that's that's awesome that's Dedication. awesome hey yeah, yeah. That, that makes me appreciate it even more then um because he, he to me you know this promo was great you know he looked at the camera you know he's delivered his promo with passion talking about he and randy's history you know and i, I felt it again this this storyline i feel like is the one that i'm most excited for it's been the best told story you know leading into wrestlemania and even you know with no crowd in a way it kind of enhanced a little bit because it was just silence and he just told the story he looked straight at the camera he was intense as all hell and you just you felt it you know so when he said last man standing match and then just basically dropped the mic i'm like all right i'm ready for this match i don't care where it's at i don't care who's in the arena I want to see them fight. Like, let's go. So this this really had me. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just run through the rest of these matches, and then we yeah. can double back to that one. But um, So we had Undertaker um, and AJ. They were going to have their contract signing for WrestleMania. That didn't go quite as planned. We'll go into a little bit more detail with that. Of course, contract signings never go well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one of the actual matches that happened on the night, uh, actually the only match I think that happened on this night, if I'm seeing this right, was Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Uh, not for the title, not for the United States Championship, but uh, but yes, they did have a match. Rey Mysterio ended up winning that match. Um, we, commentary who did with Oscar? Oh man, dude, <laughs> she put in work. We need more Oscar yes, on we commentary. Do. We yes, definitely we do. do. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> we speak English, but nope. I enjoy every entertainment. Second. Yes, entertainment. Um, we had Becky Lynch cut a promo on Shayna Baszler. Short promo, but it it, it got to the point. Um, we had Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens in, in a like backstage segment challenge Seth Rollins to a match at WrestleMania, and then we had uh, it was three sixteen day. So Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, did show up and celebrated three sixteen day, and we'll I guess let's just get right into that. Um, that was the main attraction, main event of the night. Uh, so Stone Cold. 
you know, came out, you know, he acknowledged the fact that there were no fans, uh, but they he kept going and kept rolling with everything. Um, he had a couple of rules for a 316 day and Byron Saxton was uh, very animated with uh, each uh, thing that Stone Cold said and was very interactive with Stone Cold, actually giving number grades yeah. for Stone Cold's <laughs> rules. Uh, Stone Cold uh, had very mixed- Byron Saxton way. Very Byron Saxton way, just super animated with it. Um, yeah, and Stone Cold, you know, he, he appreciated the tens and, you know, he questioned the, the lower scores. Then he invited Byron to the ring to, to you know, share a moment with Stone Cold. And Byron was like, oh, hell yeah, I'll come down to the ring, of course, like like Byron would, uh, true to character. So, you know, goes down to the ring. Uh, Stone Cold says, yeah, you know, you were you were a little uh, a little tough on, on, on uh, Stone Cold with some of those scores, Byron. He says, Byron's like, hey, just, you know, just telling the truth. Just, you know, telling like it is. Like, oh, okay, okay. You know, Want to share a brewski? He's like, cool, you know. So they, you know, had the, the Steve Weisers, you know, and had the beers. And, uh, you know, before they, you know, they drank the beers, you know, he basically told Byron, you know, like, hey, you are a grade A jackass. And Stone Cold stunned him out of his boots. <laughs> so by- literally kicked him in the balls because I had a replay. I'm like, he really kicked the balls by mistake. Kicked him in the balls and yeah, gave him a Stone Cold stunner to hell. Man, Byron sold it just yeah. awesome. He did a great job. I thought he was definitely the the show stealer for sure for the segment. I mean, seeing Stone Cold was awesome, but Byron really helped you know salvage it and make it entertaining as well. Um, so yeah, and just just him being as animated as he was, I really enjoyed that. But Stone Cold, man, it's always great seeing Stone Cold. You know, wish it was under different circumstances, but it was still cool to see him and, and appreciate him coming out and and doing the the celebration for 316 Day. And Becky Lynch also made an appearance at the end. Um, I was half expecting Becky Lynch to to hit a stunner on Byron herself or do some move to Byron. Oh, she's gonna hit a stunner on Stone Cold like she did before on, on this show. Yeah, they talked about that. Yeah, you know, but she, she said, no, up, she, yeah. "Yeah, she said no, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that again." But um, yeah, Byron kind of like squirmed to his feet and Stone Cold saw him and they gave him another stunner. Well, first he poured one of the beers over his head, then he gave him the stunner. Byron just was was doing a great job, just helping to to bring some life to the to the segment. Um, but yeah, Becky and Stone Cold shared a couple of Steve Weisers, went to the turnbuckles, like, and it was it was a fun time. So a real real fun main event. Um, any any thoughts that that you had on this? No, nah, man, you pretty much broke that down well, man. Like he doesn't you know love to see Stone Cold when he comes through, man. So I definitely enjoy seeing him and. And like you said, that Byron Saxon, he's, he sold it well. I think he definitely helped elevate this segment. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. It was it was it was fun to watch. You know, I definitely did enjoy that. Um, so going back to the beginning, right? Edge and Randy, last man standing. So I talked about that, broke that down a little bit. What were your thoughts on that one? I enjoyed it. Like when basically Edge walked down came to the promo and just address what was going on, how he was feeling. He's just talking straight into the camera. I enjoyed every second of that. I felt what he wanted. I felt like, all right, we're at the boiling point. This is tipping over, man. Like, we, we need to see this match immediately. So we're there. I'm ready. And let's hopefully they have a great match for WrestleMania under these conditions. 
Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. Now, you were alluding to some of the matches. Uh, there's some rumors about how, like where they'll take place and how some of them will be in different venues. Is there any rumor about what how they may change like locations for this match? Because I feel like this is one that could you know potentially take place outside of the performance center and in some other you know venue or space you know so is there anything around this one there was a rumor but it didn't go into detail if 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 it would be you know the randy orton and edge uh last man standing match if it would be one of these you know since it's a gimmick match like would it be the one to be outside of the pc center okay because I think, yeah, this one, I mean, we saw with uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, them just tear up the, the performance center and just fight all over that space. So, you know, I could see something similar to that where they, it's just, I mean, last man standing, it, there's no disqualification. So it could be anywhere, you know, the, the match can be won or lost in any portion of the arena or going outside into the, you know, parking lot or anywhere. So, oh, hell yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like the 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 idea that they would just kind of be a little bit creative with that one and let it take place in, in, in another space within either within the, the performance center walls or outside of it. I think it'd be really cool. Um, <laughs> Undertaker and AJ Styles. This this was an interesting segment. Um, I, I'll let you break this one down because, I mean, we both are big fans of AJ, but, we you know, you. I want you to have this moment to talk a little bit about how he got on Undertaker. Uh, he got on even again, man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was figuring you probably had a lot of enjoyment with this. I did. So, so why I don't did. you break it down, man? Go ahead. Oh, what, what, what man. oh hell, AJ Styles, bro. All oh, hell, AJ Styles, because he is definitely the phenomenal one. You know what? I'm going to admit it. He actually wheeled me in to want to see this match because the way he. <laughs> The way he broke this down and got on Undertaker, uh, well, let me let me just back up. So Undertaker, he goes out for the contract signing, and he immediately is pissed off, flips over the table. We go to commercial break. And I'm not like, dressed in his typical Undertaker no. gear. It was just like leather pants, his, his, the straps were down. Yeah, basically, basically. You know, with the with the cap on his head, right. you know, the the hair braided into a ponytail. Yeah. And yeah, just like he was he was Mark Calloway. He was Mark Calloway for this. Yeah. So yeah. For sure, man. Like Or I maybe a tease to at all. Maybe a tease to American Badass Undertaker as well, you know, because that kind of was similar to the to the you know motor uh, motorcycle riding Undertaker. So maybe they're kind of teasing that, but um I digress. Keep keep going. Yeah, man. So AJ Styles, my man, when he said he is not afraid of Undertaker, he's not. And he shows he's not. You know, he came out. Well, he didn't come out. He was backstage. You know, he addressed Undertaker. He said, I already got the contract with me right here. It's not out there. He said, I'm going to sign it here. And he told him. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Because he said, you know, hey, you know, I'll pay for your retirement home. <laughs> your assisted living. Assisted living. Expenses. Yeah. Expenses. <laughs> and, and when he said that, bro, I I, I, I burst out laughing, man. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop. I was almost damn near in tears, bro. 
I'm like, are they really going this hard? He had a line. Yeah, he had a line about, you know, Undertaker, when you walk down the ring, because we know you're not going to run. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Did he just say that? Because, I mean, Undertaker was doing a lot of shuffling around the ring. He's not running really anymore. He's barely doing that. Um, And he said that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, Undertaker must be pissed underneath that. I mean, they're making money. They're doing business. But there's a certain level to where you're thinking, is this going too real? Like, real, man. I was like, this, 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 this sounds a bit shoot now. We're getting shoot. Yeah. Because yeah. he because he addressed him as Mark, too. He was like, Undertaker, mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like he was just stripping the Undertaker naked, man. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I, I never felt like this, you know, for, I never felt like this for the Undertaker. Like, he just, I feel like he can't do anything about it because yeah. AJ Styles, I feel like AJ Styles has this man's number now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, from talking about his wife, you know, to talking about how he's always coming back during WrestleMania time. Yeah, to and he was compared to, like, you don't see Michael Jordan coming back and you know to to get another championship ring in the nba finals (laughs) peyton manning coming back to the super bowl no but of course it's wrestlemania season and here's undertaker to take the spotlight like oh i'm like bro i'm like that's all facts right there man (laughs) like (laughs) what can he say you can't say no i don't do that no yes you do you do (laughs) should have been done when brock lesnar beat you yeah yeah yeah. it's about right that's yeah. about right. And then it was funny towards the end when he, you know, he signed the contract. And then he told Luke to go take it to take her. See, this is where I have a little bit of a gripe with your breakdown. Because at first you said he's not afraid of The Undertaker. He's now, not. I'm saying yeah. he, he, that's, like, why he going to deliver a message? I'm like, that's something for henchmen. So he had one of his, he had, yeah. he had Luke and Carl go do it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's with the story, man. He's, he's he's somewhat playing the cowardly heel who nah. has all the guts in the world when he's in the back. Nah. But then when it comes down to it, if he sees Undertaker face to face, you know, he may have a little leakage. You know, he might be pissing his pants a little bit when he gets the ring with him. I'm just saying. Well, that's that how it kind of comes off a little bit. Well, that didn't happen in Elimination Chamber when he just showed up in surprise uh, AJ Styles. If anything, AJ Styles trying to went for a ph- phenomenal forearm. Because he because he, 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 he has to at that point. Saying, he he shot like, oh my god, I'm scared, I'm shaking, I got to back yeah. off. Like, no, I'm going ahead and try to get him with a phenomenal form, but you know, Taker caught him with the choke slam, and you know, that was it. I just can't claim that he's not scared because he's doing the contract signing in the back. Undertaker's in the ring, and he's like, I don't need to go out there. I got my own contract back here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, AJ. I see you. It's all right. <laughs> still entertaining, and he's still just torching the Undertaker with his promos. So yeah, that's that's it's entertaining for sure. How do you feel, man? Did did, did AJ Styles will you in at all? He, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm still not excited to see this matchup because of the Undertaker. AJ is doing work. And we said that, I think, on the last one. AJ Styles is going to have to work harder than he's ever worked probably in his life. 
And I just didn't think it would be in the promo side. I thought it was just going to be in that match. But he's also doing it on the promo side now. So, yeah, man, he's putting in a lot of effort to really make this, make us believe like this is going to be something. And I applaud him for that because, yeah, that's what he should do. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think he's doing a great job. On the Undertaker side, I feel like he's he's just limited by the fact that he's older now and he's just not that guy anymore. You know, we would love to believe that he could be that guy one more time. But the reality is, even with the beatdown, because like you were saying, you know, he sent uh, AJ sent Luke and Carl Anderson out there to deliver the contract. Lights went out. Lights came back on. Undertaker was behind both of them. And they're like, oh, damn, he's behind us, isn't he? They turn around. uh, Undertaker, you know, lays both of them out. And as he's doing it, I'm looking at him. I'm like you know what, I don't believe this. Like, really, I think Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson could beat him if they really <laughs> just let them go ahead and go. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, it just didn't feel yeah. like Undertaker was truly capable of that. Maybe Undertaker, you know, a couple of years ago, yes, I could believe it. But this Undertaker, he just seemed slow and kind of like he was struggling to do it. I just don't want to see Undertaker like this. I really don't. Um, so that's where it's hard for me to really get excited about the match because reality keeps hitting at like when the, when he does his entrance his classic undertaker entrance you know you you suspend your belief for for that moment in time when he's doing that but then of the darkness you just believe it you want to believe it and then you see him moving in the ring and it's like no man it's not it's not there you know and i i appreciate everything that undertaker has done you know, all these years, he's been so entertaining. He's on the Mount Rushmore, you know, of, of wrestling for me, for sure. He's definitely there in that group. But, you know, now it's just you can see it. It's like if you're not that dude anymore, I don't know that I want you to be, you know, taking the spot away potentially from another superstar who could benefit from that. You know, it would be better if you just didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like what John Cena alluded to. Like, it should be about the future. Yeah, Undertaker then should not be there. It should be for, you know, other guys who are the truly the future, not guys who can't really have us suspend our belief in their matches anymore. Do you so. think it would help for the Undertaker if he was to come out and just lay a promo and just like, I'm not the same Undertaker as three, four years ago or five years ago? If he was just to lay it out there and just yeah. and show that, you know, that, yeah, I'm not the same wrestler as before. But, you know, I'm going to take care of business against AJ Styles. You know, he'll just add more emotion to it. Like, would that help with the story for you? I think it it could, yeah. If he kind of alluded to the fact, like, you know, he's going to do one more match because he doesn't know how many more of these he has left. And he's not the same guy anymore. But, you know, he'll be damned if he, you know, goes down without a fight. You know, like something like that. I think I could get more into it because now we're acknowledging he's not that guy because to, to your point it feels like they're not acknowledging it and they want us to believe yeah. that nothing has changed and clearly it has <laughs> and it just seems dumb you know it's like what come on guys we see it don't treat me like i'm an idiot yeah. i see what's happening yep. you know like yeah. dude is slower now you know he's not that guy anymore he can't do that that flying jump like that jump over the ropes like he used to do right. you know what i'm saying like if I'd be cries, to break I'll be his like, neck. Oh my god, don't do it, Taker. Like this is it. That's the last move. That's his, that's his last ride right there, man. Like, right there, it's over. Right there, yeah. His neck snapped, you know. Like I don't want to see that. I have no desire to see that. 
So yeah, yeah, I think so though. I think that would help if they if they at least acknowledged it. Yeah, man, because I think that would help to show, you know, Taker that all right, yeah, let's just address the elephant in the room. I'm not the same wrestler as before. I, I I'm not as fast. I can't go. I mean, you know, might you might not see me go over the top, but I can still kick your ass or some whatever like that. I'll still, you know, tombstone you to hell. You know, once I get my hands on you, if he was to come out something like that, instead of just saying like, you know, I still have the powers of the darkness to keep me strong or whatever, and you know, I haven't lost a step. You know, when when you try to lay it out like that, you definitely gonna run into some issues, in which we have seen. But I think what's helping with this because AJ Styles is talking about what all the fans are talking about, what all the hardcore fans are talking about for uh, Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, you know, AJ, like I say, he's 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 putting in work, you know, he's really helping to to, you know, make this feel intense by making it really real and just showing say talking about what we're all seeing. And like you said, for the hardcore fans, like we this is stuff that maybe a lot of us are thinking or saying to each other, but to see this actually being spoken on television about The Undertaker right there and then seeing the Undertaker react to it, it's like, okay, this that part does feel cool. Um, so, you know, maybe more of it, maybe seeing it, you know, play out more will will help. And by the time we get to WrestleMania, I'm like, OK, I do want to see this. But right now I'm still like it's it's he's just not that dude, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's keep moving through these. So, um, you know, Rey Mysterio, Andrade, that matchup, you know, I was a little bit surprised, actually, that Rey Mysterio ended up winning that matchup because Andrade is this. You know, winning streak essentially against Rey Mysterio. Been having him lately. He did. He has. He has. And for Rey Mysterio in a one-on-one matchup to get the victory, it seemed it kind of came out of nowhere for me personally. Um, but I, I can, I feel like what they're doing is just trying to start to establish Rey Mysterio as being a challenger for Andrade again for that United States Championship. Um, I feel like we've seen that before, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel. Again, I'm more interested. In the Umberto Carrillo Angel Garza feud, than I am this one because you know it's it's family. You know the two of them, they're cousins. You know they they have this family rivalry. You know and it's two fresh faces. Like it just feels like future, that. Yeah. That's the future exactly. That's the one that I'm more interested in. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on this one for you? Yeah, man. This match right here, I felt if Oscar wasn't on the commentary, I probably would just probably had this on the background while I'm just. I don't know, gaming or getting ready to cook something to eat. I felt like because I've seen this match so many times, but the difference is no crowd, and you know, and and that can definitely kill it. But luckily, they had Oscar in there cheering her champion Andrade, <laughs> like to the and moon. You say that, bro. and that is that is facts because she is I apparently the biggest Andrade fan. <laughs> She's like, Andrade, Andrade. And then, you know, when he was not doing well, Andrade, Andrade, no. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I was At like, one point, she was going to break down and cry, bro. Oh, <laughs> well, when he lost, she was like just distraught. Yeah, and I think it was Byron that was like, "Are you gonna be okay, Oscar?" <laughs> like, just he just had to check. And even the way I looked at it too, I was like, "Man, somebody better check on Oscar, man. Yeah. She, she gonna be all right." Like, right. she looked just defeated. 
Like she was upset, sad. It's like you remember the there's a shot of this this girl, this little girl who's just upset. I forget what it was. Maybe it was like the Miz beating John Cena or something like that. She scared the shit out and of Miz. Hard stare. Yeah, You're just angry, yeah. mean mugging. Yeah. And I just like that's kind of what it felt like looking at at Oscar's upset at Andrade losing. But she just was like in her own way doing that. Um, it was great. It was they great. kicked off the story, man, between Oscar and Ray Mysterio, man, just because Ray Mysterio beat on Friday, <laughs> and then Oscar's gonna get revenge yeah. for <laughs> Oscar and Ray Mysterio match, man. <laughs> WrestleMania, he signed me up, man. I'd watch it. I would watch it. That I would be interested in. It'd oh, probably be man. a damn good match too, man. It would. I think it would be a damn good match. That would. Wow, wow. That would be something. Matches we never thought we would, right, we would be wanting to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Oscar was truly, truly one of the MVPs of this show. You know, just like her, her commentary. You know, just being, man. yeah. And this dedication to really just being into it, showing that passion during this matchup, it really helped. It was awesome. Um, so then, yeah, and then Becky Lynch addressing Shayna Baszler. So, you know, this, again, it was short, kind of sweet. You know, overall, it, it, it felt very like, hey, I, Shayna, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm coming for you. You know, that's, that's kind of just to sum it up. Like, I don't know how I felt about this, this promo. Um, I am interested in the matchup. I am looking forward to it. But at the same time, I feel like I'm, anti- well, I'm, I'm actually anticipating, the Charlotte Rhea Ripley match more than this one. And it doesn't bode well for us wanting this to be the main event over the Goldberg Roman matchup. If they stick to both of those being on Sunday, it's probably, you know, what what we both fear is probably what's going to happen, that the Goldberg match is going to be the main event, um, especially with the way the build for this one has gone. So, so what are your thoughts on that? So the Raw, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. When Shayna, when not Shayna, when Becky Lynch went out there and delivered her promo, you know it was cool. She talking about she about to hit her like a like a truck, and I get it because she came out there in the truck, but your truck, which was cool. I seemed like they were saving that for WrestleMania, but since there was some changes that kind of brought that out early, because that was a badass looking truck with the whole Becky Lynch graphic design on there too. So. Look pretty good. Her hair looking like the flames. Or yeah, the flame. yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, man. The truck, yeah. I was definitely digging a visual off that. But what I'm worried about is the crowd and just having Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch. Usually, you know, there's not too many Becky Lynch matches I can just pull from my memory and say, like, oh, this is like some of her top matches. I could just pull it the down my hat like I could do with, like, Adam Cole or AJ well, AJ Styles, but, mm-hmm. but this I worry about because it's, you know, not even Shayna Baszler is still trying to get, it's still getting recognized by some of the new casual fans and they're still warming up to her. And to have this in a, you know, WrestleMania match with no crowd and, you know, you just see them just going move and move. And I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know if, if, the pace is going to be right, or I, I don't know, man. Yeah, she, Becky is so much of a. She really, almost more than anybody right now, plays off of that crowd, mm-hmm. and the crowd is so into her that it just 
helps to make her seem even bigger than what she is. I mean, she's such a larger than life character, partially because of how much the fans are behind her and how crazy people go for her. Um, even though her, her heat, her uh, not heat, but her, her steam has kind of died down um, a little bit since the the road to last year's WrestleMania, um, it's still pretty high overall. And so, like you said, not having the crowd there, you know, and the matches themselves not typically being what it is that is special about Becky, um, you know, it, your cause for concern around the matchup I think is valid. You know, Shayna Baszler. She's she's a beast. Anyone watching NXT, you know, will be excited to see a Shayna Baszler matchup um, just to see, you know, the submission magician, you know, do her work. Basically, I think, you know, she's just so intimidating because of how she just ran through that division on NXT that it makes sense that, you know, this matchup would be an anticipated one to see like, okay, this could be the person that would beat Becky Lynch. But the match itself, though, like, you know, just watching it move for move, I don't know if, you know, a viewing audience at home will just kind of tune this one out a little bit, you know, as it gets into some of those rest holds, you know, as it as it slows down the pacing. Um, Will it be as interesting without the crowd chanting Becky, Becky, you know, like really getting, you know, emotionally involved? Um, trying to get her hyped yeah. up and you you know when you're down and getting hyped up using the crowd to get you get your energy back up like there's yeah. none of that now like what none of that <laughs> what do you do which you know maybe they use that to explain why she loses this matchup you know because if she doesn't have that crowd behind her and there's not that energy there and Shayna is just this cold-blooded killer and she's not looking for the crowd to help her at all she's just you know there to you know pe- make people take a nap essentially mm-hmm. um so i think that just from a from a story perspective you know you could it because i'm actually already anticipating that Shayna would probably win this matchup um and i feel like this could be used as um the beginning of becky's fall from grace to then build her back up and have that redemption story you know Coming maybe around the the SummerSlam time or the road to next right. year's WrestleMania, um, you know. See, I, I yeah, would have right. chose, chose Shayna Baszler as well, but since we're just, you know, now we're we're having WrestleMania at the PC PC Center, I got to believe that changes things. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I this, that's just my gut. You know, I, I think that you know it's it could go either way, but just my gut. And with what you saying just then about, you know, not having the crowd and the energy, I feel like that works against picking Becky, you know, and more towards picking Shayna, you know, just in my opinion, just with the way that I feel about, you know, Shayna's chances, given she, I mean, the crowd's not booing her, the crowd's not, not giving Becky that extra energy, you know, if Becky comes out flat, you know, she doesn't have that extra boost. It just I could I could see that adding up to Shayna, but you know, I could still go either way and we'll we'll still have to see the build um as it progresses to see, you know, how they you know, book it and maybe lean one way or another in the fifty fifty booking, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, man, because this is definitely different. Um I just hope it all works out though for WrestleMania for Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for it. Again, I, I as much as I'm more on the side of the Rhea-Charlotte matchup, which, you know, crowd or no crowd, I think that's going to be really, really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I would love to see, you know, over the the Goldberg-Roman matchup to see Becky and Shayna be the main event on that second night. I think that'd be real cool. Um, and it makes sense with the matches they have left for that one to be the main event. Um, Becky, she is the face of WWE. You know, they re- helped reestablish that with this main event with Stone Cold and just her sharing the stage with him and, you know, coming out in the truck earlier on the show. Like, it's just she is truly the face still. So, um, you know, I hope that 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 um, leads into her being in the main event. And then, you know, winner, win, lose or draw. I think it'll be a great moment, um, you know, but we will have to see. Um, any other thoughts on these? Because we pretty much hit all the major points that I was thinking thinking of overall. But uh, any other things that stood out that you wanted to mention before we called it an episode? No, nah, man, that was about it, man. You know, it's just it's going to be an interesting uh, predictions when we get ready to do predictions for WrestleMania. Maybe we have to change it up. So, like, how, you know, our our little format, like how many times John Cena is going to call out moves. <laughs> hear that clearly now. Oh no, man! No, uh, yeah, no fans. Yeah, exactly. That'll be interesting. Like AA. Okay. Get ready for AA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as predictions go, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. That would be that would make it a little bit right, more over interesting. under on John Cena moves calling. <laughs> yeah. All that Jeez. Oh man, yeah, he he can't help himself, especially now. He doesn't care. He's just he doesn't like, whatever. care, man. It's, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> I think one of those, I think that match needs to be a gimmick match. Maybe they make it a, a fire fun fun house match mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, yeah. I can see them doing something like that. Yeah. Definitely. Oh man. Well, same here. You know, I feel like um, overall it was it was a weird uh, couple of shows between uh, Raw and SmackDown. But, um, you know, entertainment, nonetheless, you know, they, they did the best with what they could. Hopefully next week it, it, they get, you know, a little bit more creative with how they, you know, display it, how they, how they you know, the production value is overall and how they, you know, show the, I don't know, I just, I, I think it would be better if they didn't show all those empty seats. And like, to your point, if they blacked out the, the, the seats and did a spotlight on the ring, I think that would be better. Um, so, but we'll see the adjustments that they make, but overall it was still entertaining and it, and I did find myself enjoying it more with, with raw than with SmackDown. Cause in the beginning SmackDown just had me kind of feeling a little bit defeated. Well, raw, I just felt like, okay, let me just have some fun with this. And, and it, it ended up being entertainment, entertaining to me. So I did, I did enjoy it for what it was. Yeah, man. Well, I enjoyed the, I, I'll say the big shining uh, star was Oscar. Oscar, yeah, <laughs> gotta love Oscar, man. We need more. You the real MVP? Commentary. Real MVP Oscar. I expect I expect Oscar <laughs> be on commentary on Monday. <laughs> Going forward, Going she forward. should be on. <laughs> exactly. If not this at, uh, this uh, Friday for SmackDown, if Alexa Bliss and you know uh, Nikki Cross going to show up, maybe she can show up on commentary for one of their tag team matches or something like that. That would be brilliant. I would love would love that. I would love that. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that is going to do it for this recap episode of Raw, SmackDown, and the WrestleMania to come. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.